This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm your host, Michael Sears, at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. My guest has been recognized as a distinguished graduate of the United States Naval Academy. She is currently the Dean of Leadership and Ethics at the Naval War College in Newport, Rhode Island. While on active duty, she was a career aviator and then worked in the cyber community during her time as a flag officer before her last assignment in uniform as the Secretary of Defense's advisor for military professionalism. Welcome, Rear Admiral Retired United States Navy, Peg Klein. Hi, Michael. Good to have you with us. You know, I think you deserve a little bit more of an introduction. Let me let me jump into that a little bit. Uh, class of eighty one. Yes. Um, you're a career aviator. What what's your what was your equipment? What'd you fly? I flew EC one thirties. I was a naval flight officer flying EC one thirties, and we were the uh, reliable connection between the president and the nuclear capable forces throughout much of the Cold War. That's an aircraft that not many people, especially nowadays, know about. So you were the folks up there talking to the submarines or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We talked to the submarines. We kept talking to them. They never talked back. I didn't understand that. That's a good thing. I think that was a good thing. <laughs> so a big career, and if I understand right, about oh God, 15 years ago, you came back to the Naval Academy. I did. I did. Um, Admiral Remp selected me to be the Commandant of Midshipmen. That's a big deal. So you were the Commandant. You understand uh, the Naval Academy from so many different angles. A couple of weeks ago, we had the current Commandant on, and he was talking about uh, honorable living. Today, we're going to talk about care and the ethics of care. Now, you're also currently the Dean of Leadership and Ethics at the Naval War College. How did the Dean of Leadership and Ethics learn about the ethics of care? So we have a lot of courses at the Naval War College, right? We teach strategy and policy. We teach national security affairs. We teach joint military operations. And when we looked at the curriculum, we looked at the fact that there wasn't a lot of ethics being taught, and we looked at the fact that there wasn't a lot of leader development. So we were allowed to stand up a new course, and inside this course called Leadership in the Profession of Arms, we wanted to help students understand the different moral perspectives, ethical perspectives, which are not synonymous, but for the course of the purpose of this conversation, let's say they are. And so in our study of ethical leadership, our Stockdale chair here in Newport, because everyone needs a Stockdale chair, (laughs) she helped us develop a moral perspective sorter to help people understand their ethical decisions and how they're oriented. So we give our students, who are postgraduate students, we give them a questionnaire that sorts their answers into one of four categories, virtue, duty ethics, consequentialism, and care. And so most of our students are very familiar with the first three, right? Virtue, duty, and consequence. But very few people understood anything about care ethics. And so when we asked them, you know, before they did the survey, when we asked them how they thought they were oriented, they would sort themselves into virtue, duty, or consequence. And in the seminars I taught, many of them sorted into several categories and every single one of them 
made some of their decisions based on the ethics of care. When they receive their results, each student is really surprised to hear that because they don't know much about the ethics of care. Now, we're warfighters here, right? Uh, Tell me how care ethics applies to Navy warfighters, Navy and Marine Corps warfighters. Sure. Let me just give you two sentences because I'm an aviator by background. I have a little bit of cyber in my background, and I have a doctorate in learning. So none of those things have the word philosophy in them. But what philosophers have talked about is ethics of care is really, uh, really believes that morality is relational. So we need to think about caring not as a feeling, but as an activity of moral obligation based on our relationships. So still, Michael is thinking, what the heck does this have to do with warfighting? Well, okay, let's start with we take an oath, uh, an oath to support and defend the Constitution, right? When we go to fight, we go to fight. We fight because it's the right thing to do. We fight because we're trained. But really, we fight for the people to our left and our right. And I call that a relationship. And sometimes it looks, you know, sometimes it feels like a family relationship, right? The people on my crew, the people on my team, right? I think of them as family members. Well, most people don't have the language for it, but that is an important part of the ethics of care that, that I am empathetic towards my uh, you know, my subordinates, my peers, that that I think about them and I think about I think about how do I care for them? How do I prepare them to be warfighters? And if they are involved in conflict, not only how do I prepare them for it, but how do I rehabilitate them after conflict? And that's all care ethics. And some people would say it overlaps with virtue ethics, but it's really care ethics. So that's why warfighters, that's why it is very applicable to warfighters. But I've got to ask the question. I've heard you use the word empathy. Doesn't what you're talking about make me weak? Oh, no. Empathy is not like, you know, you're sitting in a quarter crying all day, right? Empathy means when you send, okay, I'm going to talk about getting a ship ready for deployment. When you get a ship ready for deployment and you know that they're facing uncertainty, say I'm the CEO of a ship or probably more practically a CEO of an aviation squadron and we're ready to go into combat. Don't I need to understand, you know, what my soldiers, sailors, airmen and Marines, right? If I'm thinking about the joint force, don't I need to think about what they need to be prepared for? That takes empathy. I cannot. Empathy helps leaders understand that everyone is not wired the same way they are. Everyone has different needs. And it doesn't at all mean you run around baking chocolate freaking chip cookies for everybody, even though I would be a fan of that. It doesn't mean you're trying to make them happy. It's trying to prepare them for the fight. So why haven't I heard about care ethics? I've heard about a lot of other things before, but I haven't heard the term care ethics. Yeah, it, it's fairly new. And in the world of philosophy, right, that goes back thousands of years um, to Aristotle and well-established. And then we have people like Admiral Stockdale who, who espouse stoicism. And we have a lot written about that. Care ethics uh, is relatively recent. I would say that care ethics first started being written about 
uh, in the 1980s. So that makes it, you know, something like 40 years old. It kind of caught on probably 10 or 20 years later. And so um, not a lot of people talk about it. It's also, it had some of its roots. Carol Gilligan, Harvard philosopher, she was one of the first people to write about it in the early 80s. And there are other authors who relate it to um, maternal instincts, maternal actions. And that is part of care ethics. But I would say, going back to our warfighter discussion, right, when you're taking care of a family and, and you're taking care of your folks, you are both mother and father to them. If you're the CEO, in many respects, you care for your crew as both the mother and the father. But I think because we're a predominantly male population, we don't really use this maternal language and we don't study it. So for us, it meant uh, hiring a, a Stockdale chair who happened to be a woman. And she brought some of this in when we looked at, hey, how do we make sure that we're capturing ethics and philosophy today, not just what we've been studying since Admiral Stockdale came back from Vietnam? You know, you make a very good point about frankly, the, the word care ethics, and for a large part of our audience, by default, they might think it is kind of not for them, but I get it. I get what you're talking about with care ethics because you take care of your family. Yeah. And this is what surprised the folks in my seminar. They really going into the moral sorter, the moral perspective sorter, they you know, they expected to be aligned with virtue and every single student had a component of care ethics when they answered the questionnaire. So so how do I learn more about care ethics? Where do I go? Yeah, there's there's a couple websites, but um, I, there's one author I'd recommend, Virginia Held, just like it sounds, H-E-L-D. She wrote a book a few years ago, probably about 10 years ago, called The Ethics of Care. And when I talked to uh, Dr. Pauline Shanks-Corinne as our uh, Stockdale chair at the Naval War College, she is the one author. She said there are several, but she said she's the one author that she would recommend because she has a very expansive view of care ethics and really is the person who says it's an activity of moral obligation, not just something about how we feel. Dr. Rear Admiral Peg Klein, Dean of Leadership and Ethics at the Naval War College. Thanks for joining us on Radio Stockdale. It is my pleasure. I very much appreciate the opportunity. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts. 